Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Total Dream Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Thomas Dickert, and I'm excited to have you here with me today. All right, let's get started with some news and notes. First of all, welcome to episode 29 of the podcast. Next week will be episode 30. I'm very excited to have made it to another milestone. Um, Remember, I think one of the things we talked about a few weeks ago from the seminar that I went to, one of the things that someone said that really stuck with me is there are no finish lines in life. There's only milestones. So next week when we get to the milestone of episode 30, I'll find some fun way to celebrate. Um, Maybe do something special for the podcast if I can come up with a good idea. And then we'll move on to what the next milestone is. Um, You know, you got to celebrate your victories, enjoy the moment, and then move on to the next thing. But yeah, so here's episode 29. Let's not put the cart in front of the horse. We got to get through this one first. But I have a fun one for us today, and I'm excited to get into it with you. Um, In other news, football season is like three weeks away. I'm very excited. Um, Should be a fun year. Got the Eagles looking great. Uh, Obviously, at this point in the year, everyone looks great. The hype train is running, but I'm hopeful that it's going to be a fun season. Uh, The NFC East looks like it's going to be very challenging, so it should make for some really fun games. And I'm sure for at least... The next four weeks, this will mostly be an Eagles podcast, so stay tuned. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's happening in a couple weeks. I'm trying out some new apps this week. Um, I'm trying out a virtual assistant app called Motion. I'm still figuring out how it works, uh, but the idea, I think, is sound. You know, the way they sell it is like, oh, we'll save you X amount of time each day, and at the end of the year, you'll have a whole extra month, Um, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, just like football season, every app talks about how it's the greatest thing ever. Um, but I am very interested in the idea right now of having some sort of assistant or virtual assistant to help me uh, handle some of the things and some of the planning that I've been doing that doesn't necessarily require my attention. You know, uh, delegating responsibility, delegating uh, different chores and activities can be a really good way to add extra time into your day, extra time into your life, and help you maintain all of the different uh, balls that we have in the air. So the Motion app, stay tuned. I'll let you know how it goes uh, with the AI virtual assistant. Uh, It is also full-on bicycle season in the life of Tom. I've been riding my bicycle a ton. It's been a lot of fun. Obviously, some days have been a little wet, so I haven't ridden on those days. Uh, But I have gotten caught in a few thunderstorms too, which which is actually kind of fun. It's like a nice way to play. Um, But yeah, very excited for more bicycling and stay tuned for that. Um, We're going to New Hampshire this weekend. Going to visit some family, see the grandmas, see some aunts and uncles and cousins that I don't get to see all the time. So shout out to all of them. I'm very excited to go up to New Hampshire. Um, Yeah, hopefully get a little bit of hiking in. Uh, Ordered some new hiking shoes for the Scotland trip. So when those come, they're going to have to get broken in. And also, we want to like do a little practice hiking leading up to it so we're in good hiking shape. Uh, so stay tuned. The shoes I got, of course, are barefoot shoes. They're uh, from a company called Lems, which is out of Boulder, Colorado, which makes some really nice like outdoorsy kind of barefoot shoes that have a little bit of cushion to them but still maintain a zero drop and have a nice big foot shape to them. Uh, so I'm sure I'll be talking more about those in the upcoming weeks, so stay tuned for that. I'm still reading the book How, which is all about culture, uh, you know, how what we do matters, how, um, you know, like my coach said to me the other day, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything, uh, and I'm really enjoying that book. I've also added in another book that I'm listening to 
The other book is called Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Uh, most people are familiar with Brene Brown. She's a researcher. She talks a lot about shame and different emotions like that. Uh, she's got some great books out there, but I just started reading Atlas of the Heart um, after I was listening to a colleague's podcast where she recommended it. Um, and essentially what the book is doing is it's describing and helping to elucidate the idea of different emotions. You know, One of the things she talks about in the beginning of the book is how in some of her research, they would work to try and identify people's emotions and what different emotions they could identify and what different emotions they were feeling. And the average person had like three emotions, you know, it was like happy, angry, and sad. Um, And she goes on to talk about how there's really, you know, evidence for probably 10 to 17 different emotions, plus pretty strong evidence that suggests another 10 to 17. So there could be you know, up to 30 to 35 different emotions that are universal to the human experience and uh, part of the fabric of life. And I found that to be really shocking because if I had to list all the different emotions that I can think of, it'd probably be closer to 30 or closer to three than 30. So I'm really excited to kind of learn more about these different emotions and get better at recognizing them in my life and seeing how I react to them. Uh, So stay tuned because that book's been really interesting so far. Brene Brown has a couple really great books, and uh, when they are top-notch ones, you really they're really enjoyable reads, and so far this one's a really enjoyable read. Uh, let's see, we also have hockey and basketball season slowly appro- approaching, so that's very exciting. Uh, we got some tickets to the Devils games already this season. The Devils look like they're going to be really good, so that should be a lot of fun. Um, like I said earlier, well, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I'm starting with a new coach. So we met for the first time yesterday, a very productive meeting, very excited about him and his energy and working with him over the next couple of weeks and months and potentially years. So I will keep you posted on that. I've also been playing around with some different nootropic supplements lately. So a nootropic supplement is one that enhances your brain function or your cognition or your focus, you know, things like that. Um, This one I just started this week. So far, I think it's interesting. I don't know that I feel that it's any better or different than any other ones that I've tried, but I will have more information on those. Maybe we'll do a nootropic episode at some point. Um, In the meantime, if you have any supplements or nootropics that you take that you really enjoy or that you see a big effect from, just let me know. Reach out to me on social, reach out to me uh, directly, and I'd love to hear about it. I've also, along those lines, been using creatine again. So creatine is a supplement that originally gained popularity you know back in like the early 2000s and 2010s because it would be it was a supplement that people were taking because they found out that it helped with muscle gains the appearance of uh you know strength and the appearance of being uh, more muscular when you're working when you take it in conjunction with working out but what they've since found through different uh, research and different studies is that it can actually raise your IQ by about 10 points when you're taking it on a regular basis. So that's a nootropic right there. It has an effect on your brain function and your brain uh, capacity and your intelligence quotient. So I've been adding that back into my supplement just to help support my brain health, support uh, my brain's dealing with stress and things like that. So I will keep you posted on nootropics. Like I said, perhaps we'll do an episode on that soon. But in the interest of time, let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're talking about the dream life and the power of play.
Welcome to another episode of the Total Dream Life Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Thomas Dickard. I'm a chiropractor, meditation teacher, entrepreneur, and lover of life, and I'm excited to have you join me for this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode. Like I said in the intro, this week we're talking about the power of play for adults. Um, we think about play often as being associated with childhood and early development, but I've recently been seeing some articles and reading some different information talking about how we essentially have a pandemic of a lack of play in this country for adults. Um, like I said, we or even squeezing adult or playtime out of childhood, uh, which is going to have negative effects. But for the purpose of today's episode, we're going to talk about how play can be used to enhance the life of adults. Um, so, what is play? You know, play is something that is done by almost all mammals, at least. It is a part of our development. It's a way we learn social skills, social cues. We learn different behaviors. Um, you know, whether it's a kitten pouncing on, you know, ants or young wolves jumping on each other and nipping at each other and learning how to interact to young humans roughhousing or playing make-believe or, you know, imagining the floor's lava and they have to stay off of it and turning it into a game. Well, playing adults is very similar. So play is something that is done for its own sake. You know, it doesn't necessarily have a reward in mind or an outcome. Uh, it's self-motivated. You know, it's something that you do, that you enjoy, that you want to do repeatedly. Um, it involves a high level of presence and engagement. Play is not unlike meditation in that it requires us to be very much in the moment. And that is a skill that is lost on a lot of adults, especially in this country. So it is a good way to practice your presence, to practice mindfulness, uh, and to really disconnect from the distractions of reality. Uh, play is something that can very often suspend our perception of time. You know, everyone knows about being in a flow state or a play state where you look up and all of a sudden, two hours has passed. Uh, and you're having so much fun and you were so engaged in the moment that you didn't even realize it. Uh, play is imaginative, it's creative, it's non-literal. Um, it can be silly. It can be ridiculous. Uh, it doesn't have to have a purpose. You know, um, It's voluntary. It's something we choose to do. And it's process-driven rather than results-driven. So again, it's not about the outcome necessarily. Sometimes it's just about you know, taking a stroll through the woods or trying something different or joking around with a friend or a partner. There's four types of play. So there's other directed play. Other directed play is like, it sounds, playing with other people, you know, interacting with friends, co colleagues, partners, things like that. Um, there's this concept of lightheartedness and lighthearted play. So lighthearted play people are people that aren't taking life too seriously. They like to improvise. They like to play around and try new things. And this is a headspace. This is a uh, state you can get into 
where you start to look for some things that are silly or start to not take yourself so seriously in certain situations to help your body relax, to help decrease stress. Uh, There's intellectual play. So intellectual play involves ideas and thoughts. It can be wordplay, problem solving, things like that. Uh, But it involves thinking while you play. And then there's whimsical play. So whimsical play is doing odd or unusual things, you know, taking time to stop and look at the roses or look under the rocks to see what bugs are there, you know, just wandering through the park, seeing what you see, you know, or taking a different route and walking home, trying something different, you know, seeing what lighthearted things you encounter, what odd things you notice. That's what whimsical play is. So play is super important for humans of all ages and all mammals for that matter. Uh, Throughout the animal kingdom, we see examples of mammals playing as they're growing and develop socially. It's also a way to de-stress conflicts in the animal kingdom and in uh, the human world. Uh, Play is very important for maintaining our sense of closeness, for our connections. Um, It decreases stress levels and stress hormones. We talk about stress every week and how stress is the number one killer of people and how we have different types of stress, you know, chemical stress, emotional stress, physical stress. Well, play decreases the stress hormones produced by all of these sources of stress and can help us live longer, healthier lives. Uh, Play is very important in uh, problem solving. Play can help improve creativity. It can improve our problem solving skills. It also improves our mood. It improves our energy levels. I think we could all think of a time in our lives where we weren't in a great mood or we weren't feeling so energetic and something playful happened or a friend played a game or we just got into a silly situation and our mood improved and our energy levels rose. And that's because of the way that play affects our brain. So play is a major influencer. Uh, and helps pro- and helps release positive neurotransmitters, you know, things we've talked about before like dopamine um, and another neurotransmitter called oxytocin. I don't think we've talked too much about oxytocin on the podcast lately, but that would be a great one for us to get into. Oxytocin, oxytocin is known as the love hormone. It's, the, it's a bonding hormone. It's released with babies and their parents. It's released with partners when they hug or maintain contact for a long period of time. And it helps to establish social bonds and connections and good feelings towards other people. Uh, And it's really like an attachment hormone. So that's something that can be released by play and really helps improve our mood and our happiness. Um, And then play can also release other powerful uh, brain indu- brain affecting chemicals. So it can release neural growth factors, and neural growth factors are super important in our way in the way that we learn and the way that we develop mental flexibility. I think we've talked about mental flexibility a little bit, but as you age and as you get older, having a more flexible mind is the same as having a more flexible flexible body. It helps to prevent injuries. It helps to prevent. Um, you know, deterioration later in life. It helps to keep our mind young and pliable and open to new ideas. So play can be really important as we age to maintain our state of being and our quality of life and to help keep us feel young and help keep us feel active. Um, Play is a major driver in relationships. It helps improve relationships. It improves our connections with other people. And like we said, it can help us uh, diffuse conflict and to get over... Um, you know, 
problems and interpersonal problems. Uh, and then play has also been shown to make us more attractive to potential partners. Um, I think we can all think of a time where we were flirting or in a relationship. Um, and as you're getting to know the person, doing silly things and having little whimsical moments is a way that you grow a connection, a way that you get to know each other, uh, and a way that you get to appeal to each other. So play is important across the spectrum of human life and human experience. Um, so scientifically, what does play do to us? Uh, play has a huge influence on the development of our brains throughout life and the maintaining of our brains as we age. Um, as you're growing up, play sculpts your brain in a way that makes you uh, more social, more pro-social. Um, one of the reasons mammals use play is to learn social norms and how to properly interact with each other, um, how to have conflicts that don't lead to violence, uh, and things like that. So it's very important as we grow and develop uh, into a social brain that can exist in society. Uh, play in adults is linked to many positive outcomes and attributes. So play enhances group cohesion. It makes for tighter-knit groups, better communities, um, and that's very important when you are a social group-oriented animal like a human being. If we didn't have a way to diffuse stress and we didn't have a way to grow closer to each other, we may not have survived to be the dominant animals on the planet that we have become. Uh, play is also important in creativity. You know, it can help with artist creativity. It can help with scientific creativity. Um, there's plenty of examples of famous, uh, famous artists, famous scientists, famous inventors who would use play or walks or naps or things to distract themselves while their brain was working on a problem in the background. So play can be very important in that. Play also is a major driver in a person's spontaneity. Uh, spontaneity is trying new things, trying different things, doing things that are off script or just different. And play and spontaneity go hand in hand. They're very important for each other. It can also help boost motivation in workers and in individuals. Uh, so play can be a reward. It can also be a motivator to help people work together and have better groups. Play leads uh, to a higher quality of life, and this is seen throughout scientific research. People that play regularly are happier. Uh, they have better social connections. They have more flexible brains. And all of these things lead to a higher quality of life. Like we've said a few times, it lowers stress. It lowers stress hormones in the body, which can have really positive outcomes on your health and on your longevity and on your aging. So play is a matter of life and death, or at least of quality life and quality of life and death. Uh, and it also leads to increased reports of satisfaction with life and happiness with life. Uh, play is in, shown to improve performance. I think we've all been in uh, sports team situations where we have practices that are sometimes serious and sometimes playful. And the playful ones, again, help improve our performance by improving our groups, by improving our connections, by improving our creativity and flexibility. And like we've hinted at a few times, uh, play is itself a nootropic. It's very important in your cognition, in your brain function, uh, and it's a very important thing in the quality of the life that we're having. Uh, play stimulates creativity. It stimulates problem solving. stimulates cog cognitive flexibility. Play is social. It's collaborative. It requires us to experiment and improvise. It's critical to the development of social and communication skills, and these skills are going to directly affect the longevity of your life. We've talked about this multiple times, but having 
community, having social connections, having the guy at the coffee shop you talk to or the person at the newsstand or, you know, the person who you see on the train platform. These connections all lead to a higher level of social quality of life, which leads to a longer longevity uh, and better health outcomes as we age. And play is important to all of these. So, like we said, this is bi- this is a big deal. You need to make time to get out and play. Uh, play can heal emotional wounds and foster trust and cooperation between partners um, and other relationships in your life. It can really affect your work life. So play at work is a really big thing, and it's a very popular topic these days. Many companies incorporate uh, play areas into the office, whether that's ping pong balls or, um, you know, maybe like a pinball machine or having group outings to go bowling or axe throwing uh, or just having social uh, mixers and get-togethers as a way to foster uh, friendship and community at work. It also helps with the stress of work. It also helps prevent burnout. Uh, So many companies are using play to help promote the quality of life for their workers. There are also negative effects to not playing. People that don't play on a regular basis or don't get moments to enjoy uh, and have fun and let loose, they have a lower joy reported in life. They have a lower perseverance in life. Uh, It can lead or exacerbate depression and anxiety. It can lead to feelings of loneliness and feeling disconnected from your groups and feeling disconnected from humanity, which is a major contributor to stress and disease. And it can also lead to burnout. I mean, we've done a whole podcast about burnout. You can go back and listen to that. But burnout is a very real thing that exists in society. And play is a way to directly counteract burnout in people. So let's give you some tips for being more playful and to play more. Tip number one. Be spontaneous. Try something different. Try a different route to work. Try a different food item at the place you have lunch. Sit in a different part of the restaurant. Sit in a different part of the train. Um, If your office has open seating, sit in a different part of the office. You know, try things new and see what happens. Have some fun with it. Uh, You want to foster different perspectives. So you want to meet new people. You want to try novel activities. You know, maybe you go to a paint and draw or a sip and draw class or maybe you go to um the local bicycle meetup or you go to the community garden try something different meet new people um you know and uh or like you know look for other opportunities try volunteering try um you know a new activity try running or shuffleboard or whatever it is anything that appeals to you new things novel things can lead to fun can lead to spontaneity uh, and can increase the amount of play in your life Also, and this is really important for adults, you got to block out time for this. You can't just wait for it to happen because if you're just waiting for play to happen, time's going to fly right by. You're going to be at the end of the week. You're going to have had no play. So as counterintuitive as it sounds, we have to schedule time for play in our life. And that play can be an activity. That play can just be there's 30 minutes that I go to the park and I do whatever I want or I sit on a bench and I see who comes by, you know. There's different ways to schedule it into your day, to schedule it into your life, but you might, especially in the beginning, want to schedule it so that it actually happens. And then stick to it. Uh, During the time that you schedule, you want to disconnect from the phone and the computer and the television. Uh, You want to do whatever you want, like no rules. Go on vibes. 
Uh, try some activities that you tried as a ch- that you enjoyed as a child that maybe you don't do anymore. Things like art, music, puzzles, games, uh, new hobbies, coloring books. Just go off vibes. Just go for a walk. And if something interests you, turn there and walk down that street and see what you find. And keep going until you find some fun. Uh, seek out other playful people. We all have friends that instantly pop up in our head as more playful than others. Uh, hanging out with those people tends to lead to more play. So look out and search them out if you need help finding more play in your life. Uh, host a regular game night. Uh, schedule work outings. Like we said, bowling, axe throwing, going to a park or a museum. Something where you can just be in the moment, have some fun, see what happens, be spontaneous, be creative. Uh, hang out with pets and kids. Hang out in nature. These are all things that naturally uh, have fun and attract fun. And by hanging out with them, it can bring more fun to your life. So, in conclusion, play impacts our brain health. It impacts our physical health. It's important in the forming and maintaining of social connections. It's a major player in stress relief. It has benefits for anxiety, depression, chronic diseases, and a myriad other conditions in our lives. It promotes learning. It promotes personal growth, which are two things that we're very big on at the Total Dream Life. Uh, It promotes lifelong learning, learning and personal development. It challenges your mind to be more flexible, to be more adaptable. Uh, It fosters creativity. So it has global impact on your health and global impact on the quality of your life. So I can't recommend enough. Get out there this week. Find some ways to have some fun. Find some ways to play. Please let me know what you're doing to play. Play can be a bike ride. It can be a walk in the park. It can be whatever you want. But take a picture, make a reel, tag us on social media. Show me how you like to have fun. Uh, So this week, try something new. Try something old that you used to do as a child that you don't do anymore. Reach out to a fun friend. Schedule time to be silly. Um, Look for opportunities for play at work. Try to find opportunities to take yourself less seriously or to take life less seriously for a few hours. Um, And again, block out time for it. You know, this is important to your life. It's important to your daily health. It's also important to your aging and your longevity and your 100-year lifestyle. So I encourage you to get creative, uh, get silly, get out there, have some fun. Uh, Thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. I love and appreciate you. Um, Again, if you can like this or share this or subscribe to this wherever you get your podcasts, it only helps the algorithms. If you could leave a review or even a star rating, that's really cool too. Uh, Share us on social, reach out to us, let me know what you liked, let me know what you didn't like, let me know what you wanna hear more of, or if you have an idea for an interview or a topic, reach out to me, let me know. Have a great week, get out there, get uncomfortable, love yourself, be kind to yourself, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please remember to share this podcast with your friends and family. Subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on social at Moby Dickert and learn more about me and the podcast at thomasdickert.com. Thomas Dickert.